0: net Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or even more. I give you the opportunity to go look at their hotel fees and take advantage of their cost savings. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com. Dot com. Check them out. I think you'll be pleased.
1: Welcome to Second Win with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford.
0: Good morning. Thank you for being here today. You know, it thrills me to know that you're out there listening and that we will be able to offer you another great guest today. We have all these journeys that we're going on, and it's amazing when we can connect with one that has been on her own journey and has successfully maneuvered through it, creating something even better than she ever thought imaginable. So I guessed as much that woman today. But before I go there, I want to tell you about an offer that I have. You know, it's, it's kind of... We kind of get a little lethargic or nostalgic, I guess is the word, uh, about that kid happiness we used to have where, you know, about the ages of three to seven where you just giggle and absolutely just fall down on the ground with just laughter. Well, it's kind of hard sometimes. We don't do that. It's much, farther, much further to fall anymore these days, but we just don't have that real joy in our life and the happiness. So there is a way that you can recapture that happiness that you may be missing. Deepak Chopra stated that unhappiness is rooted in not knowing who you really are. Well, on my website, com, there is a free offering for you there that you can actually Take Five Steps Toward Happiness. I helped share this information with you so that you can begin your journey of reclaiming happiness in your life. If you are happy and not needing this, share this with somebody. Let them know there are tools out there that they can take advantage of so we can all get happy or happier. I want to share with you our guest today. Her name is Ellen Violette, and Ellen is an award-winning book and business coach who helps authors, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, trainers, and speakers become a number one best-selling author and helps market their books so that they grow and have a successful launch without the over the stress and the overwhelm of that whole process. She loves working with busy movers and shakers who value their time as well as their personal service to their audience. And they just don't want to spend a month or a year getting their book done. So Ellen is a multi-international number one best selling author. She is a three-time elite award winner. Now I looked that up because I was not familiar with that Elite. Am I saying that right? Elit. Ellen? Elite. Yeah, it's the Elit. yeah. English, it's the best of the English digital publishing entertainment um uh award. And she's been three-time winner of this award. A former regular contributor to, contributor to published magazine and she is the CEO of her own company, Create a Splash. And this is the part I like as well. She has a Grammy nominated songwriter because I love music. So <laughs> I'm really picking up on that, Ellen. I think it's awesome. So oh, we thank are so, you. yo, I'm just so excited. We're thrilled that you're here today to, to share with us. Maybe that life wasn't always this magnificent. (laughs) There may have been a few stops along the way, but, uh, we are delighted to have you here with us today. I'm happy to be here. So if I was just a person listening out there, let's just forget that I wrote a book because I'm sometimes I'm overwhelmed by the fact that I wrote a book, but can anybody write a awesome book, award-winning book, or is it much more difficult than we think?
2: Well, I, first of all, work with mostly nonfiction writers. I, I do work with fiction, but when I would talk about writing books, I wouldn't have a clue how to write a fiction book. Oh, ah, so, okay. uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mainly work with nonfiction. So uh, the most important thing with nonfiction is being able to solve the problem. So mm-hmm. if you can identify a problem that people are having or you can offer a solution that they want then that really is what's important. And
3: right. then
2: it's learning. it's learning and this is unfortunate but the way it is, you know how they say don't judge a book by its cover. Well that is exactly what we do. We judge a book by its cover. Right. So um yeah, so it's really important to have a great title and uh, and cover. You know, uh-huh. those, and then if, if you write a good book, great. If you write a great book, that's even better. But um, y- you know, the main thing too is to know your audience and to do the research, the marketing research before you write a book. And this is the thing that most people do uh-huh. not do. Yes. Okay, they write a book and then they start thinking about, okay, what's my title? How am I going to market uh-huh. this? And it, it's backwards. Uh-huh. Backwards. Yeah. Well, how
0: did you get into this business?
2: Um, good question. So, <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of funny when I was growing up, um, both of my parents wanted to be authors.
1: And mm-hmm. I remember
2: one day my mom said, uh, I'm going to I'm going to write my book." And she went into her wherever where she was going to write, I think her bedroom, and uh she came back about a, you know, a little bit later and she said, "Well, I wrote one page and I'm done." <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,
2: but I do come from a family of writers I mean my My grandmother was an English teacher, my grandfather was the night editor of the Los Angeles Examiner, and my okay. mother was the uh editor of her school newspaper, so it's sort of in my DNA but yeah. um yeah, but uh what happened for me was that i I guess because of that, I always wanted to be an author.
1: It was mm-hmm. just something,
2: you know, that I saw myself doing one day. And, um, when I was younger, I mean, I didn't really think I had anything to say. Then I, I mean, I got into songwriting and that was like 20 years. And, and I'm, I'm getting actually back into it now. But, um, uh, I had a very long, circuitous journey because what happened to me was that we were in the music business. The music business is extremely difficult. Mm. It's 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 way more difficult than being an author, i got to tell you guys, because the business of music is very messed up. Um, The record companies didn't foresee what was coming, you know, digitally and
3: and
2: streaming and all that kind of stuff, and they didn't get on top of it. And so people ended up getting music for free, and now, like younger people, think that they should just get it for free. So then what happened was that the... um, I mean, even when I was more active in it, I mean, you get like 10 cents a record and everybody else is getting rich off of you.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and um, they've been trying to get it so that, you know, you get more money, but it, it's been a real struggle. But it's so, it's very difficult to make a living in the music business.
3: Really? And, uh,
2: yeah. And so, as a matter of fact, I have a co writer who never got out. I mean, he's been in the whole time. He's even got a, uh, a writing deal with a major company and he still has to work on the side doing, you know, mm. being a, being an Uber driver, you know?
3: Wow.
0: So, yeah. So, you're, ma- you're just um, breaking my vision here. You're just crumbling <laughs> it into,
2: into pieces.
0: I thought it was just automatic. You write a song and life is good.
2: No, 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 no. It's, it's very difficult. I mean, unless you're the artist, because the artists are making the money from concerts.
0: And, I see.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where they make their money. So yeah. anyway, so but I was in the music business, and I was very blessed to have my parents. Yeah. And um, we built a. My husband and I built a world. Actually, it was my parents' idea, but we built a world-class studio in the house that I grew up in. And we worked with amazing artists. I mean, we worked with backup singers who worked with Luther Vandross. I worked with uh, Terry Steele, who's a friend of mine, who wrote Here and Now for Luther Luther Vandross. Uh, mm-hmm. I wrote with David Young, who was an air supply. I mean, just a lot of really great people. But then my parents both passed away within 11 months of each other and oh. I wasn't able, and I wasn't able to get my brother on board to keep the house and I ended up having to sell it. And so I not mm-hmm. only lost my parents and the house I grew up in, but I lost my livelihood.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so. that was tough.
2: Anyway. Yeah, so we were living in Los Angeles where I grew up, and we decided to move down to San Diego just because everywhere I went was a memory, and I was just constantly in tears. And I said, you know, let's, mm-hmm. let's just, you know, get away from here for a while. So mm-hmm. we moved down to San Diego, and it was right when the uh, housing market was taking off. Mm-hmm. And, we bu- and we bought a condo, and and we loved that condo. We really didn't want to sell it, but we needed the equity that we got out of it. And what we did was we started buying, fixing and selling houses because, um, before I could sell my mom's house, I had to fix it because it had been de- very badly damaged in the Northridge earthquake. I don't know if people oh. remember that, but, but it was a big mm. one. And we lived right near where the Santa Monica freeway collapsed. Oh, so it was. Yeah. So our, our, uh, street looked like a war zone. But, um, <laughs> Anyway, so, so we started buying, fixing, and selling houses right when the market was taking off. We started making really good money doing that, and, and I had actually gone to graduate school in architecture, so um, I didn't think I would ever use it, but as it turned out, I did, and so at least I knew you know, how to talk to the contractors and people and everything, and then um, the market got too hot. There was nothing to buy. Nobody would finance us anymore. And we ended up taking a property management job back in Los Angeles. And um, at that point, I was just trying to figure out, okay, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And yeah. that's when I got, I got online and I and I thought, okay, it's time. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can write a book. Mm-hmm. So I I found a New York Times best-selling author who was doing like reviews of people's work. Mm-hmm. And I signed up for a consultation, and I, you know, basically was like, well, do you think I can do this? Do you think my writing's good enough?
3: Mm-hmm. And he
2: said, oh, yeah, yeah, your writing is, is great. You know, you just have to start sending stuff out on spec. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I did that for 20 years in the music business, and it didn't get me very far. I won a lot of awards, but I didn't make much money. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I beat out, out 30,000 people to win grand prize in pop lyric writing in the Music City Film <laughs> Festival.
3: Wow,
2: so, which, that's quite an award. I know, which blew me away. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, but I couldn't make a living. I just couldn't make a living. So anyway, so what I did was um, he, yeah, I said, okay, well, I don't want to do that because I did that already. Uh, I'm over that. Mm-hmm. And so I got online. I started looking around. and I found eBooks, And I thought, this is really cool because you can write. You can get it directly to your audience. You don't have to worry about gatekeepers because the reason I was so against them is that's what you have in the music business, where it's like you go in, you know, to an A&R person is what they're called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and one literally had said to us, you know, my job is to say no and your job is to convince me why I should say yes. And they always said such stupid things like uh, one time I brought... I, I was having a meeting with this woman, and she said, oh, why can't you bring me a song like this one? And the song was Piano in, a, in the Dark, and <laughs> that song was written by the artist. And anybody who knows the music business knows that songs written by artists have way more leeway than songs written by songwriters, because song, songs written uh-huh. by songwriters have to be able to fit for many different artists.
3: Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah. and, they
2: have to, and they have to be way better than what the artist can write. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I thought, um, so it, it was just stupid. I mean, it was like, it's so, it was so hard to get in and there was so much money to be made that they didn't want to let you in. And so, and not only that, but I mean, after 20 years of rejection after rejection and heartbreak stories, which I could mm-hmm. tell by the hour, um,
3: mm-hmm. I just
2: didn't, you know, I just wasn't interested in that anymore. So when I found eBooks, it was like, oh my God, this is like amazing, you know, I don't have to, like, write a book proposal. I don't have to deal with rejection. I don't have to wait for somebody to give me permission. I can just do what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, as it turns out, you can't just do what you want to do. You have to know where the market is, and you have to know what they want and give them something they want. But mm-hmm. there's still way more freedom than uh, in traditional publishing or, you know, in music. So mm-hmm. that's how it happened. So that's how I got started. And the first book that I wrote was actually a, um, a, a book about moving. <laughs> so yeah. we had been, we had been buying, buying, fixing, and selling houses and moving like every six months. And yeah. the movers had said to me, God, you've gotten so good at this, you know. <laughs> so so um, my first idea was I was going to write the book and convince realtors to buy the book and give it to their clients or their prospects.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, anyway, so I like that. Yeah, so I, so I started writing the book, and at that point, I went looking for a coach, a book coach,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, who understood eBooks. And lo and behold, there weren't any. I was like, uh, "How can there not? How can there not be any? This is crazy!" <laughs> so, and we even went to at that point the big the big conference was the big seminar. And we went to the uh. big seminar, and I said, I'm sure I'll find somebody here. It's like, nope, there was nobody there. There was one book, and there was one, um, like, e-course, you know, mm-hmm. through, the, through, through like, email. And yeah. so I thought, okay, well, what am I going to do now? Because I needed help. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just get a regular coach, which I did. And I was paying him, like, 500 a month. To do mm-hmm. that, and it was, and there was no system. So it was like you just do what you do. You make mistakes, and then he would tell you what you're doing wrong or not to do. And I thought, that there's got to be an easier way than this. This Yeah, this is, wait, this is ridiculous.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I created a, a workshop, and it wasn't called this in those days, but it was the three days to ebook cash workshop. Mm-hmm. And so um I did that, and the first time I taught it, I only had well. Let me back up a little. In those days, Mark Hendricks, the late Mark Hendricks, um, yeah. did something called the 12 Days of Christmas. You remember that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yes. what, what what he would do is he would get all these marketers together, and everybody would give something away for free, and everybody would promote it. So you had like 77 people promoting this thing. I mean, it was huge.
3: Oh, my so, word. Yes. Yeah.
2: Right. So, so I – So I went from having like, you know, 200 people on my list that I had, you know, just scraped and begged to get all of a sudden, all of a sudden in two weeks doing that with him, I had 1,600 people on my list. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I was immediately in business. And then the next year I got 3,000 people on my list. So, I mean, it, it was, it was huge for me, but that first time like put me in business overnight basically.
3: Wow. Yeah. So
2: I, so I did, uh, what I did was I actually had worked with a coach and he had a journal, um, for writing ebooks and mm-hmm. I, I thought it could be better. So I went to him and I said, um, I, you know, I like what you did, but I can make it better. Would you like to go 50 50 on this and let me, you know, use this for mm-hmm. Mark Hendricks' giveaway? And he said, no, that's okay. You can just take it and use it. So oh. I did. I t- I, so I took it and I you know improved it and then uh and then what I did was I gave that away for the for the giveaway and then mm-hmm. I invited people to a two part seminar on how to write an e book and each one was like ninety minutes. So my thinking Was that was, on the okay. internet?
0: That was on the internet. Yeah, that right? was on
2: the uh-huh, that was on the internet. Okay. And my my right. thinking was, um, I'm just going to show people that I know what I'm talking about by giving them so much value in this yeah. in this thing. Yeah. And plus, yeah. I recorded it, and then it became a product. So I did that, yeah. and then I I got two people into my first workshop, and of course, I was devastated. <laughs> yeah. And but then I taught it, and then they told me everything that wasn't right or that wasn't good enough yet. So. Yeah. Like, what happened was that when the whole thing was over, someone said to me, well, now I'm going to, I mean, it was great, but I need a writing course. I mean, like, I didn't learn how to write it. And I go, what do you mean? And sure. um, what she was saying was, "Was well, I you know, I talked about you know, how to find your passion and your skill set and your your market and all that stuff. But I didn't have a, a, a step-by-step process for the actual writing. Right. So I, I did more research and I um, figured one out. Uh-huh. and then." With that, I just kept teaching it over and over, and I've now taught it like thirty times over the last, you know, since two thousand four, yeah. and I've taught hundreds of uh, authors how to, how to do that. And um, but anyway, after I did that first workshop, then people said, "Well, we need to know how to market our book." So <laughs> then I did. So then I created a marketing workshop, and that oh. was hell. That was absolute hell because. Um, what I did well, first of all, I didn't. There were pieces that I knew people needed that I wasn't good at yet, things I didn't mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. what I did was I brought on some guest speakers, and I had Marie Smith, you know, who's the Facebook guru now.
3: Yeah, um, yes.
2: I had I had uh, Paul Colligan, who's a podcast guru. I had mm-hmm. uh, Craig Perine, so I had really, you know, really good people to fill in mm-hmm. the pieces that I wasn't good at. I recorded right. that and I turned that into a program. Mm-hmm. But that program, you know, and they say we sell it first and then worry about how to create it.
3: <laughs> well, yeah.
2: it took me like seven months to create it, and people were screaming and yelling because it took me so long. Because um, oh. I'd never done, you know, I'd never done it before,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: um, you know, so that was painful. And mm-hmm. then uh, over time, uh, the internet changed. You know, so I mean, I, I started making a lot of money really fast. First of all. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. uh the first year I made like forty seven thousand and in two years, I was making six figures. But mm-hmm. then the recession hit. I lost half my business. Um, I had to sell just about everything I owned just to stay in business. Oh, and, no. you know, and yeah, all my all my jewelry, all my wedding ring, everything. I, I got rid of <gasps> everything and oh. um, yeah, but I stayed in business.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: um and then I had to rebuild. You know, I had to learn all over again what to do, how to do it, and I struggled for several years.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I had a major illness. My husband had a major illness. I mean, it was, we became homeless. I mean, it was just oh my just, goodness! On, just oh. The, whole, the whole the whole everything that could go wrong. So that's what happened. But um, yeah. I was lucky because there were people who, first of all, believed in me. And when I just was at rock bottom, I mean I remember, I remember when well what happened was we actually had an apartment that was in a mansion. So there was this mansion upstairs and then they had like six apartments underneath it. And oh. it wasn't up to it wasn't up to code. So oh. uh the neighbors got mad and they called the city and everybody got kicked out.
1: And oh dear. It was right
2: after yeah, and and um, and I was sick at the time, and now I was homeless, and uh-huh. so we ended up in a Stay America, which is like three thousand bucks a month. Yeah, and so one day, I mean, I was just in my car, and I just didn't. We had nowhere to live stay that night. I mean, I just didn't know what we were going to do, and nobody would help us in my family. Yeah. And um, I I went back in, and I created some offer and uh i hadn't inf- i had and i have infusion thoughts and mm-hmm. they screwed they screwed it up i mean the guy didn't tell me right how to do what i was trying to do and mm. it w- it was a mess but um i ended up getting enough money just to keep us you know from being on- literally on the street yes and uh anyway and then after a while we finally you know found a place but it- when i was really Desperate, and I've been desperate more times than I care to, you know, care to tell you at different times. Yeah. But there were people who believed in me, and um, one guy gave me a course. I don't want to say in what because he wouldn't want to be outed. But, um, yeah. but he gave me a course, and that really helped me. And then I had another mentor who I'd actually bought a course from years ago, and his course was for life. So I thought, okay, well, I better plug back in. So I did that, <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And then, and his coaching wasn't real expensive. So at some point, I was just able to start paying him a little right. bit again and start getting back on wow. the. Seat. But but you know the thing is there's a few things. I mean one is that nobody told me when I first started. It was like oh the internet you know oh you're going to be rich and, and sitting on a beach and 24 seven and all this kind of nonsense. And yeah. nobody really. Um, Talked about the reality of being an entrepreneur. Nobody talked about the ups and ups and downs, the emotional ups yeah. and downs, the right. cash flow ups and downs, all that. So I thought there was something wrong with me because I was going oh. through all this stuff, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: And and I thought, oh, it's just me, you know. Yeah. And um, I remember when I first started my podcast, and I was talking to this friend of mine who was interviewing me, and she said, and I was explaining that, and she goes, oh, you mean the the entrepreneurial journey and I go, yeah, but nobody <laughs> told me that, you know, nobody told me. So, you know, when you sit in your room by yourself and you think, Oh my God, you know, I'm just a complete failure. Yes. And, um, yeah. you know, and I wasn't used to that. I mean, I did really well in school. I, uh, you know, like you said, you know, I got awards, I, whatever I yeah. did, you know, Grammy nomination, I mean, all this stuff. And it just was like, I just didn't know how to cope with it at right. all. Right. You know, yeah. so that was really hard. And then the other thing was what I learned about myself, and I think this is true of probably all creative people, but um, I was great with ideas, but I didn't like running a business.
3: And what I
2: discovered was like, it's it's monotonous, it's boring, I don't like this. And so (laughs) I had to figure out, okay, how can I run, how can I have a business where I'm engaged, where I'm excited, yeah. where I'm interested, because I was not interested anymore. It's like doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and I just didn't have any joy in it anymore. Right. And okay, so, Ellen, I'm
0: going to stop you here, because we're going to take our break. It's a good okay. place, because when we come back, we can, we're all anxious to hear you <laughs> how you made that decision and got you through the business yeah. part of entrepreneurship. But anyway, yeah. we will be back to hear the the more of Ellen's story, which I'm sitting on the edge of my chair wondering, okay, when's this going to change? Okay, when's it going to change? Now, while you're gone, you can go to my website, Joyce Puberton Powers, and get that freebie so that you can start with happiness, and I'm going to send Ellen a copy of that too. But she's already happy. But back then, she could have used it. (laughs) But anyway... We will be back shortly so Ellen can finish her story of how it just turned around for her. So stay tuned.
1: Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits Find out more at com or by calling
0: 903-287-0747. Tokenet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through Toginet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, sign up, and enjoy the discounts. This is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, J O I C E.
1: Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are back and we
0: are talking with Ellen Violette. And Ellen is... Produces ebooks and helps people do that. And she's been telling about her journey as you, if you were in the first half, you know all about that. And so we're anxiously awaiting because she also pointed us out to us that entrepreneurship is not just automatically a win type of situation, but it can be. And so Ellen's going to share it with us how she turned it around into a win situation. So Ellen, Please. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. So, um, yeah, so basically what I discovered about myself was that I needed to be engaged. I needed to be interested, and I wasn't interested anymore. Yeah. And so I had to start figuring out, and, and it's always in flux. I mean, I'm always changing, you know. It's like I do something for a while, and then I get bored with it, and then I have to do something else. You know, uh, but, yeah. but I'm still always in my, in my niche, you know?
3: Yes. Yes.
2: So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I had to look at that and go, okay, well, I went back to, to getting really clear and thinking about what do I love to do? Like what really interests me? You know, what has always interested me? And I can remember even in college, I loved like going to coffee houses and just sitting and talking. You know talking mm-hmm. to people, talking about different things. And so I thought, okay, well, you know i'm gonna I'm gonna do my podcast. I, I really yeah. want to do the podcast. and mm-hmm. And I started out as a writer and I love writing, and i and part of the struggle too is you know when video came in, it's like I didn't like video, and I didn't want to be on video, and i I would, I would do it. I mean, I do it every now and then, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't want that to be like my main way of of doing my business. Cause it's just not fun for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so again, so I had to go, okay, well, you know, what do I want to do and how do I want to do it? And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I just, you know, that was part of it. And then the other part was to just keep going. I mean, part of it is persistence. Part of it is stubbornness, just not giving up, mm-hmm. um, you know, just being willing to try, try, try different things. And also just being really good at what you do. I mean, part of what's happened over time is I started getting more and more referrals. Yeah. So, you know, that was really great. But also what, it, what happened was I got really tired of doing product launches. So, you know, when I was doing the workshop, I mean, every time you do one, you have to, you have to launch it. Yes. You know, and so, um, and it was really up and down and up and down in, in terms of cash flow. Yes. So I was like, okay, well, what I really want to do is I want to make my business more passive and mm-hmm. more con- more consistent and, mm-hmm. find- and also find other ways to make money as opposed to just making it all from coaching. Because also as you get older, you know, what happens if you get to the point where you can't do that anymore or you just don't want to do it anymore or right. you don't want to be tied to having to be there at certain times?
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: you know, what happened in the early years was I was making so much money that I never automated anything. And uh. eventually that became a negative nothing' mm-hmm. auto- automated so mm-hmm. I've really spent the last couple of years you know really working on that I mean starting the podcast um, getting a fun getting my first funnel done uh, yes. I, I, this year I've been creating I was creating a couple of courses one's on writing titles and the other one is on rapid book creation but one mm-hmm. of the things that you would ask me when we were in the break is you know aren't ebooks different from books and mm-hmm. you know I became known as the ebook coach. And in a time where they were seen as different, where e-books were seen as being more conversational, um, less professional, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like that now. Now it's like you just write one book and you just put it in the different format. So, ah. you know, so, I mean, you yeah. can call me an e-book coach, a book coach, whatever you want, but it's all the same. You know, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so that, that's really the, the di- Go on.
0: So I could take the book that I wrote and turn mm-hmm. it into a a short ebook. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, is the book short?
0: Yeah, it's it's not that long. Right. Okay. So yeah. it would probably yeah. be the ebook. book. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just a different format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, a print book is PDF and a and for EPUB, I mean, I mean, for I call them EPUBs, but that's really what the format is: EPUB or Mobi. Um, <laughs> you can do PDF if you can get it right in, in uh, like in Amazon. But we do EPUBs. So oh, that's okay. That's the format we use. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, how is the audiobook? How is that going to affect the ebook? Is that going to affect the ebook?
2: It doesn't affect it at all. So again, it's just another format that you can use.
0: okay. All right. Because there are those people that gather their information visually and those that gather it audibly, right?
2: Right. Well, I actually did a uh, podcast with Derek Doveker and and um, we talked about audiobooks, and he gave some really great tips and information on how to get started with those. Uh, oh. Um Yeah, so people should listen to the podcast. It's at booksbusinessabundance.com forward slash podcast. And then you can always do slash and then the episode number. Mm -hmm. So let's see. That one was episode 16. So it would be booksbusinessabundance.com forward slash podcast forward slash 16.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. Yes. That may have been the one. Are y'all great friends? The one I sure. listened to in, um, was you were good friends and you were, uh-huh. you were having a great time. But that's not a, I didn't, I don't notice, I don't remember the number.
2: Uh, so, yeah. But it well, seemed like yeah, it was I one mean, of the
0: I, more recent.
2: Yeah, I've had a lot of my, uh, good towels on because they're all bright. <laughs> they're, they're all really brilliant, you know. <sighs> yeah. But, but see, again, that's all part of it. See, we have fun. That was, surprise. yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't having fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean, I really want to encourage people, you know, like if you're not having fun, step back and really get clear about, you know, what brings you joy, because right. it's so easy to just get caught up in this. Oh, well, this will make me money. You know, right. and I, like I said, I mean, I started making money really fast. And after two years, I like, well, great, I'm making money, but I'm miserable. So now hmm. what? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you got to figure out beyond that what motivates you, what's going to motivate you. Right. You
3: know?
0: um, I did that. I did a launch last year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was exhaustive. Let me say that. Uh-huh. It yep. just wore me out. And uh-huh. I felt so like a doing warrior. of them.
2: Huh. What? Imagine doing 30 of them. No, 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 no.
0: But anyway, after I, I could raise my head again and kind of look around to see, I did one of those, uh, what do I really like about this business? (laughs) Uh And like you, I, I like the podcast. I like that audience. I like asking questions and all that. Uh And so for me, it was, that's where I settled um yeah because i didn't want to give that up i could give right. up that launch in a minute but right. i couldn't give up the right. podcasting
2: right well the other thing i love about podcasting is when i interview people i always learn something and i always get excited
3: oh yeah and yeah yeah i you feel- know that's
2: that's huge i love that
3: you yeah know? yeah and i
2: mean there's so much to learn with this stuff i mean i i I'll, Well, I often do still feel overwhelmed, like, oh, my God, I'm never going to learn this all. And the truth is, you're probably not ever going to learn it all. You know?
0: (laughs) So just get rid of that expectation. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So now do you, how do you work with clients now?
2: Well, I've been working with clients one-on-one. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And more, you know, intensive high-end uh complete kind of packages because what i found was that like people well here's what happened is you know i, I did the uh, book writing for the 30 times but then around 2012 i got into um bestseller launches doing bestseller launches and i have 100% success rate taking my clients to number 1 on uh, Amazon, but um, oh, yes. I fell into yes. it. yeah I fell into it because mm-hmm. what I was doing was I was going in there with my clients just to kind of look around, do some research on their books, and I started discovering the algorithms. And it's so funny because my husband and I were talking about this the other day. Um, I went to the racetrack. Uh, we went on Saturday because my brother's a jockey agent, and I hadn't seen him in quite a while, and I was so excited to see him. So mm-hmm. and when I when I lived at home, we used to go to the racetrack with my parents all the time. My parents were like avid racetrackers. Uh-huh. And so I learned how to read a racing form and analyze the races.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, and
2: I did it and I did it for years. And all the a sudden I said to my husband, you know, that's exactly what I do on Amazon. <laughs> you know, for the best seller It's like I analyze the numbers. It's like, oh uh-huh. my God. And he goes, oh yeah. He goes, that was like you were training all those years, and you didn't know it, you know. <laughs> so yeah. So I started. So I started doing that, and I got really well known for that. And then that became a right. you know uh, what I mean? Be- you know, because that's all I was doing. And I thought, okay, this has to stop. <laughs> so so that's when I decided. With that, it's like okay, um, what's happening is that people would come to me, and their book would already be done. And then I would have to go back and fix it. And what I mean by that huh. is, like, somebody came to me and she wanted uh, she her book was already done. She already had her cover, and her title was not right for what she was doing. So she thought her book was about death, and her book wasn't about death. It was about the afterlife. And so uh, her book was never yeah. her book was never going to get found in Amazon because uh-huh. it was in the wrong category. So yes. she was lucky because we were able to just change one word and it still worked but sometimes people would come to me and that wasn't the case you know we'd have to like scrap it and start over and and oh. uh, because they weren't doing it, they weren't doing it in the right order so you need to do the research first so you know that you've got a good um uh, you know a good uh, niche and and your positioning is right and you've made it different from the other book, so it stands out. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of things that you need to, it's not hard, but it's like, you just need to follow, you know, the, the recipe. And yeah. so, and so I thought, okay, well, I, this is, I don't like this because, it, you know, it's not really working and it's all connected. So I was doing like one piece at a time. And then I finally said, I can't do this anymore because it's all connected. It's all integrated. So now Mm -hmm. we we do more packages, where it's Uh, like, um, you know, we're gonna do. We've got to at least do the publishing and the bestseller launch. Uh, You've got to do. We've got to do the publishing if we're doing the bestseller launch, and if we're doing the bestseller launch, I have to believe in it. So usually, um, I'm. It's. I prefer it if we've done the cover, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I have a web person who can do the. The website for the launch, and when I've tried to use other people, and they go, "Oh, I have my own guy," and then we use mm-hmm. them, it's always a headache because they never do it right. You know, right. so it's just better to just if you're going to do it, do it right. Get the whole package and just you know follow the follow the recipe. You know,
0: right? Is the so, package called? I when we were doing mine, um, I went to one company for this and another company mm-hmm. for that. So I probably was what you don't want to work with where mm-hmm. you, you just – you do it from beginning to end, correct?
2: Right, right. Well, we do work with people where they already have the book written. I just prefer it. if You know, sometimes uh-huh. what I'll I guess calling it I, – I used to have a friend. She actually died, but she called herself like a book shepherd, you know. So, uh-huh. um, like, last year I worked with um, with a uh, – we did a really great book. I love this book. It's called It's Down. Uh, and mm-hmm. my client is Christopher Lockheed, and he's got one of the top podcasts, uh, oh. business podcasts in the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and his thing is category design. But when they came to me, they hadn't written the book yet, which is perfectly fabulous as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so what we did is we started by doing the marketing research first. And coming up with the title for the book and the subtitle, and that is one of my specialties because coming from the music business, it's all about hooks. You know, I'm really good with writing hooks and and kind of honing in on what's going to connect emotionally. So, you know, we came up with the title, we did the book cover, and then while we were doing all this, they were writing the book and then mm-hmm. we were editing it chapter by chapter as they were writing it so that when they got done it was pretty much done as opposed wow. to having the book done and then sending it out for for editing yeah. um i've done other ones where i, uh, I worked with a, a couple of um writers this last year where they were uh, they were phd's and it was more of an you know of a technical type book for leadership yeah yeah and they have, did, and they had to do it like they felt they had to get it all done before it could you know before anyone could look at it but we still did the marketing first so, yeah. yeah do you
0: have an average length for an ebook i know the technical one would be longer but if somebody just says they want to write a ebook do you have an average estimate on what the the length of an Book kids?
2: No. I mean, I have books that are, I have a book that's 30 pages and I have books that are 100, 150 pages. I had one that was 230 pages. I mean, okay. it's whatever you need to write in order for it to fulfill the promise of what you promised. Right. In your, yeah, in yeah. your title. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, so you talk about getting support. Is the support uh, looking for a company like yours that can take it from beginning to end or
2: that's the best
0: scenario or?
2: Oh, it's, uh, it's totally the best scenario. I mean, like, like I had this woman come to me. Uh, actually we just finished publishing her book and here, here was a situation where, uh, first of all, she was, uh, she already had her title. She was, you know, um, her book was already written and she was very, married to that title and there was another it turned out there was another book with that title
0: so, oh dear we,
2: yeah, <laughs> so we ended up ha- <laughs> yeah so we ended up having to change it but but that was her thing she's like oh my god I, I love that you know you can do it all so I mean you know we did the editing we did the formatting we did the publishing you know so it's like you don't have to go and find an editor find a, a formatter, yeah. find a designer find this find that no we you know
3: right right yeah, yeah.
2: In fact, right now I'm working on a book that's connected to a movie. They're um, they're releasing a movie and a book, and Mm -hmm. uh, I just I just sent him the uh, the proofs of the book uh, cover this morning, and uh, he wrote me back and he he said I love it. It's phantasmagorical. He goes, is that a word? I go, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just made uh, it.
0: <laughs> uh, that's fun. That is fun. Uh, that makes it fun.
2: Yeah, Well, I'm, I'm very blessed. I have a great team, you know. I mean, it, it took a while to put it together, but I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, it's really great. It's really great to know people, that you have people that you can depend on that you know are going to do a great job oh, for yeah. your clients. You know, for right. the different things. And also part of it, too, is not, not you know, try to stick with what you're really good at. I know people uh, say this and then people, but it's true. It's like if you stick with, like, I can't do book covers. I'm not a designer. I wouldn't even know where to start, you know, but I've uh, got somebody on my team who's great at it. I've got right. somebody on my team when we do bestseller launches, they do all the back end stuff. I don't have to deal with that anymore. I used to. I used to do uh, it all myself. Oh my, no.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, okay, now you have a great offer for my listeners. Would you like to talk about that? Because I want to go get it too. You do. I do. Who knows? That I may you- have another book in
3: me.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's see. If you go to the booksbusinessabundance.com dot com website, you will see there is a book writing blueprint, and it shows you how to kind of set up your structure for getting started. I mean, a lot of people will say, well, I, I would like to write a book, but I don't know how to get started. Uh-huh. So, th- so this will give you that beginning piece. Mm-hmm. So you can get started. Yeah. So if I, if,
0: it's if free. I, w- it's free. Mm. go ahead, sorry. No, I just said it's free. And it's free. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, if I were, if I was deciding, I wanted to write another book, would it? It would be related to what, who I coach with. Is that it? Is that how I would start this?
2: Um, well, it depends on what you want your book to do for you. You know, sometimes people write a book for a particular program. Uh, a lot of times, I I talk to coaches, and they're working with people one on one. Yeah, And they go, I don't know what to write my book on. And I go, well, when you work with people, how do you work with them? And then they just start rattling it off. Well, we do this and this and this. And that. I go, that's your book. It's like they ah. have the book. They just don't know they have the book.
0: Yes. You right. Know? Yeah. So you kind of take your course and make it into a book.
2: You can take correct? a course and make it into a book. You can take a process and make it into a book. Um, I mean, I have a book. That I did, it's a collaborative book. It's called How to Crush It in Business Without Crushing Your Spirit, How Entrepreneurs Can Overcome Depression and Find Success. Mm-hmm. And I did that book because I, I mean, there were times I was so depressed, I was ready to shoo myself. And, and then I realized I was not the only one. And, you know, being on social media and seeing all people go through this, and especially a lot of the stories ended up being related to the recession in 2008. And a lot mm-hmm. of people really lost lost a lot you know, but, um, but it was fascinating to do the book because there were so many different kinds of depression and ways that people dealt with it. And, um, Mm. so, I mean, that's not my main thing, but I felt compelled to write that book for entrepreneurs because I thought it was important to do. Mm. So, you know, all my other books are mostly more related to, you know, book writing, book marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have one book that's 30 pages, and that book was based on 10 years of experience on you know how to get 10,000 dollar clients
3: oh yeah but it, took me, it,
2: but it took me 10 years to figure out how to how to do it <laughs>
3: <You> <laughs>
2: the know?
0: research time was big right, right the readers,
2: <laughs> I was, exactly so the book's only 30 pages but i basically told them my blueprint
0: yes and then how do you use that ebook do you use it as a freebie or do you, or you sell it? No. On they're, your website, yeah, they're, on, or? They're,
2: they're on Amazon. My books are on, oh, they're well, on most Amazon. Of my books are, most of my books are on Amazon, not all of them, um, but some of them are also on my website. And mm-hmm. all the books um, can be found through the website at booksbusinessabundance.com forward slash books. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, the last one I wrote is uh, 21 Simple strategies to jumpstart your book marketing online. And I wrote that one because I, I would see, and this is a really great way to find topics for books, by the way. Um, I would see so many people in social media go, uh, I wrote my book and I don't have a clue how to market it. <laughs> yes. you know, Or, the, or yeah. they would say, well, I don't have the money to do a bestseller launch, you know, to learn how to do it right. And uh-huh. so I wanted to give people some, just some simple things that they could do really easily to jumpstart their marketing. You
3: know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's what I did. Now, what is the advantage of letting you, of selling a book through Amazon for those people out there? I know versus selling it on your website, even off your website, do you redirect them to Amazon?
2: Um, some of them are redirected to Amazon. A couple of them are not. Um, one of them is not because it was written in 2006. It's just It's an old book, and the person uh, I wrote it with has been not really cooperative in letting me update it, which is really uh, annoying. But that's uh-huh. the deal with that. And uh-huh. then I have another one that, that was, is not on Amazon because one of the co-writers has been very uncooperative. And so basically I'm in the process of just scrapping her part, and I redid it a different way. So now I just mm-hmm. need to format it, and then that one will go up. But um, the, the advantage is that, uh, you know, I have been in books that were collaborative books, and guess what? I've got boxes of books,
3: mm-hmm. you know? Got it.
2: And, uh, and they were in storage for a long time, but <laughs> um, and some still are. But um, the beauty of Amazon is that it's publishing on demand. So as people buy them, they get – printed. So you right. don't have to do anything. Amazon pays you. Um, it's yeah. just a really easy way to do it. I, I can't imagine for me doing it any other way. Now, you know, and if you're a speaker, I mean, you can buy books in bulk from Amazon. Uh, ah. You don't have to, you know, you don't have right. to. I mean, there are people who like to go to a local printer and, and just buy book. you know, get a bunch right. of books. Yeah. But the other thing is, you know, you've got a big, uh, a much larger, you know, outlay. I mean, you've got to pay for the books up front and then you've got right. to store them. So, yeah. um, I'm all for convenience, easy, the easier I can make my life, the better, especially yeah. the older I get, <laughs>
0: you know, the less <laughs> I want to deal with it.
2: Deal well, with we it. are
0: coming to the end of this hour and I can mm-hmm. just go on and listen to you for another hour <laughs> because you're just a wealth of information. Um, and so, and it's just been so much fun having you on the show. So I just thank you for sharing all those great ideas that you shared with us today, as well as giving us some food for thought about being an entrepreneur and keeping the show going and all of the challenges that we do have. So Ellen, I thank you very much for being with us.
2: You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. I just want to tell people, persist, keep searching, uh, clarify, and have fun. Oh, I love it.
0: What a great way to end today's program with those very wise words from Ellen. Uh I hope you'll be here next week as we continue our journey And listen to another fabulous guest. And we will miss Ellen's words of wisdom that she shared with us today. But you can always go back and listen to this again. So anyway, keep on sharing. Let the world know about Second Wind because we've got more stuff coming. Thank you for being here today. It's always a pleasure to spend time. Thanks. Have a great week.
1: Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.